Dr. Michelotti of Helena Orthopedic Clinic grew up in Butte. My next door neighbor in Butte was the trainer for Butte High School. And so pretty much from third grade on, I was in the Butte High training room and that had a lot of influence on me. We get to care for people with everything from ankle fractures to hip fractures in older folks, elbow fractures or injuries in little kids. Most people come to you with a problem that most of the time we can fix. Hopefully we've made their lives a little bit better. Helena Orthopedic Clinic, now taking appointments at their new location in Butte. Today's bonus episode of the Buttecast is brought to you by Park Street Liquors. If you're looking for it, Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew today. They can assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menu. They can also point you to the finest whiskeys, regional spirits, or the latest RTDs. Park Street Liquors. Call 406-782-6278 or stop by at 133 West Park Street. Make your story legendary. Now... Let's get this thing started. Welcome to this bonus episode of the Buttecast with Bill Foley. Listen in as my dad reads his column, Tapper Light. It's a column that might make you laugh and might make you cry. It even might make you mad, but it will always be from the heart. Amen. Now here's my dad. Bill Foley. It is really hard to offend me when I am refereeing a basketball game. Believe me, anything the fans can yell at me takes a backseat to the insults I have had hurled at me in emails, on chat sites, and in social media. Working as a sports writer and columnist for a quarter of a century will do that to a guy. It'll harden that skin. People have attacked me, my wife and kids, anonymously of course, because they didn't like what I had to say in a story or a column. Or they didn't like that I was the beat writer for a winning team during a college football game. I can literally paper the walls of my house with all the anonymous hate mail I've received, and none of that ever bothered me. So, yelling, that's a travel, blow your whistle, or call them both ways, doesn't bother me either. Neither does anything the players or coaches say during games. I know the players can get emotional and they really want to win, and that's what we want to see out of those guys and girls. I know the coaches are trying to work the refs to get the calls that they want. That is actually part of the fun of the game. Of course, I don't referee varsity games. You don't get yelled at nearly as much in freshman, sophomore, or JV games. It is a varsity and travel tournaments where you really get yelled at. While I have said I don't care if they yell at me, it bugs me to no end when someone yells at my partner, especially when I am working with a younger official who is still learning the game. It bothers me sometimes when I hear people yelling at officials I know when they are working at a varsity game. That happened Friday night at the Civic Center as I watched the Butte High girls basketball team play Missoula Hellgate. I got to the game late, so I apparently missed all the really bad calls from the three veteran officials made to try to deliberately cheat Hellgate out of the win because I walked into a completely ridiculous situation where the Hellgate fans shouted insults and allegations every time a call didn't go their way. It wasn't the students yelling. It was the adults, the parents. Now, Hellgate fans have hardly cornered the market on acting like fools during games. They have just been particularly ridiculous the last several years. They seem to come to games thinking that the only way their team can lose is if the refs cheat. That is not how sports should be, as Johnny Robbins pointed out in an editorial on ButteSports.com the other day. Our school administrators shouldn't have to throw fans out of the games for their behavior, 
But that is exactly what happened when Principal Travis Johnson had to throw a guy twice his size out of the arena. For the record, most of us are twice the size of Mr. Johnson. Those referees are not out there to cheat. They don't have a rooting interest in the game. They are out there so your sons and daughters can play. Without referees, the games are just recess. Also, most of these referees are playing through some kind of injury. Nobody is 100% this time of year, but those referees keep going out there so the games can be played. That is what today's column is about. You can read it for yourself at ButteCast.com. Tapper Light, refereeing hurt is just part of the game. The second I heard Paul McCarthy's Achilles tendon snap in two, I decided it was time to retire from playing softball. I was coaching third base and Paul was playing the hot corner. One of my teammates smashed a ball that went between Paul's legs. From the sound of it, I thought the ball hit him in the shin, but it continued on a straight line to left field. Paul crumbled to the ground, clearly agonizing in pain. Did the ball hit your leg, I asked? No. I snapped my Achilles, Paul said. Since Paul was not and never has been a doctor, I wondered how he could diagnose his own injury so quickly. The reason, it turns out, is because Paul snapped the Achilles tendon on his other leg a couple of years earlier. So, not only did Paul know the severity of his injury, he knew the long road to recovery he was facing, right at the beginning of summer, too. I was in my mid-thirties and Paul was a few years older. We were playing a game where you stand around and do nothing forever. Then, you go all out for a short burst. It's a muscle and tendon killing sport. It is really a silly thing for someone older than 30 to do. That is what I realized as Paul's teammates helped him to the dugout. I decided right then that my days of playing softball were over. I finished out the season and never played again. I gave up playing pickup basketball games for the same reason. I don't want to tear an ACL or snap a tendon trying to relive the glory days that weren't so glorious in the first place. It just isn't worth it. There is no reward in it. Referee in basketball, however, is different. It is worth the injury risk, or more likely, it is worth the injury certainty. At 48 and a half, I was much too old to start running up and down the court with high school athletes, yet that is what I started doing last season. After years of encouraging others to referee or take it easy on referees, John Kinzel called to encourage me to join the Butte Pool. He knew I was no longer covering the sports as a rider, so I had no reason to not do what I had long been telling others to do. Living with labrum tears in both hips, as a lot of people my age deal with, was not an excuse as long as I could make it up and down the court. Players play in pain quite a bit. Referees do it all the time. That was one of the biggest eye-openers when I joined the Montana Officials Association. Seeing what the men and women go through in the locker room to get ready for the games is a true testament to the dedication the officials give to their craft. Some of those referees' suitcases look like a medical closet. They bathe their legs in Bengay to ease their aching muscles. Others have to hit all those muscles with a massage gun for 20 minutes or more before they get dressed. Getting dressed is another story. Putting on all the braces, compression pants, and sleeves is very time-consuming. Physical therapy is also no stranger to a lot of referees. I know one official who went through weekly dry needling sessions just so he could get through one more season. Gray and white hair is nothing out of the ordinary either. I will be 50 in a couple of months, and I look around our weekly study club meetings to see that there are more officials older than me than there are younger. I know that very few of them are feeling close to 100%. Most are dealing with at least one injury or soreness as 
we work our way into crunch time of the schedule. A few weeks ago, I suffered the dreaded calf strain that so many of my fellow officials have battled. Refereeing a freshman boys game in Butte High's old gym, I took a step back as I watched the action from the trail position outside the three-point line. I had to look back to make sure there really wasn't a guy behind me with a knife because it felt like I was stabbed. It wasn't a snapped Achilles like Paul suffered, but it hurt. While I was visibly limping the rest of the game, I was able to finish. Then I went to the study club and got some great advice from a handful of officials who knew exactly what I was talking about. I iced and stretched for eight days before my next game, and I felt pretty good. So I took two games each day on Tuesday and Thursday the next week. That was a mistake. By the end of the first half of the first game, I could hardly walk because the injury flared up. Butte High football coach Eric Gray lent me one of his calf sleeves, and that helped a ton when walking or laying around off of the court. It didn't help during those games, but I made it through. I had no idea how I was supposed to do it again two days later, but I had no choice. Our pool leaders were practically begging people to try to fill some games, so there was no way I could back out. So, a tube of Ben Gay, my son's massage gun, and a ton of stretching got me through. The injury is feeling a lot better and it probably won't make me miss any games, but it takes a whole lot of extra time to get ready for each game. For about an hour before I even leave my house, I am loading up on ibuprofen, Ben Gay, massaging, and stretching. When it comes to aches and pains, though, I take a back seat to so many other officials around the state. Some men and women have been doing this for decades. They know how to play hurt. We have so few officials that they have no choice but to play through injuries. Otherwise, our young athletes would not be able to play games at all. That is why we officiate. We don't do it so we can pick which team will win. We do it so the boys and girls get the chance to play the games like we did. When you tell an official that he or she is a cheater or awful or pathetic because you don't like a call, you're only reducing those dwindling numbers. You might think you are helping your son or daughter, but you're doing the exact opposite. Not only are you looking like a fool while setting a poor example for the future generations, you are pushing officials out the door. You are pushing us one step closer to the days of canceled games or even canceled seasons. There is no doubt that officials get some calls wrong, but they have studied the rules and they make a lot more correct calls than you probably care to notice. Plus, those officials are out there playing through pain and the threat of a snapped Achilles tendon just so your son or daughter can play the game. Hopefully, you will think about that the next time you yell at them. Grab the 